What's up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Betting with Babies. Today is Wednesday, December 28th, and it's week 17 of the NFL season. We are back and ready to finish the regular season with a bang. The free play is hot as we roll to 23-5 and five in the month of December, which is an insane run. There's not a team giving out more free winners than this team right now. We've got our full gang back together for the first time all month and a great episode planned for you today. We're going to break down our best bets of week 17. We'll rank our top touchdown scores. We're going to drop a Thursday night parlay for the listeners only. And for the parents out there, we'll get into the dad zone. But before we do that, we've got the team that helps you balance your babies and bets, Mr. No Days Off and Maddie Stats. How we doing, gentlemen? I talked about uh, waiting for the other shoe to drop. That the season was just too good to be true. And after four straight losses and two are most likely done for the season, the shoe is dropped. I'm beaten down. I'm demoralized. And this is what Dolphin fans do. It, you know, it was nice, though. I will say this. It was much later than most years. So that was nice. Maddie, how you doing? I'm doing good. I moved into the new house. Uh, hopefully the audio is not too awful in here. And I survived a uh, co-flu strep. Is that kind of like man bear pig? Yeah, I mean, God only knows what it was. But I didn't even get to have Christmas this year. I just stayed in bed. Miss Christmas Eve, Christmas. I mean, Chris, I got up to do presents with the kids. But, you know, I was a walking zombie. Mm. First time being sick in a long time. Um, but the Dolphins are in it and the Cowboys are in it. We're talking playoffs for both teams. You need you need both these games coming down the stretch. And as a Jets fan, you know, somehow I'm lived to fight another week. We didn't do anything to survive. We've lost now four in a row, but still find ourselves with a playoff chance. A winnable game against Seattle and then week 18 against the Dolphins. Like we all said, it might go down. But the Dolphins have a big matchup this weekend, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Let's do a quick recap of our pod picks for the year. This is where we give you our best bets for the week. We've got an annual competition. You don't want to be in the basement. Let's see where we're at for the year. Matty Stats, 9-5-2, and two, sitting in first place, leading the way with two weeks left to go. I'm in second at 8-7-1, and one, still got a shot. And Teddy, currently in the basement. At seven and nine. As a combined record, we are over 60% win rate on the year for our best bets. We're looking to finish strong with two weeks to go. Any last words, gentlemen? Two regular season weeks left to go. What are we thinking? Do I have a chance? I you, do. Uh, do not have a yes. chance to win. You have a chance to not be in the basement, which that's all that matters to me. That's yeah. That's probably yeah. the. Most that's important. not a winner's mindset. No, Matt, you, you came in last last year. Relax. The, what matters is not being in the basement. That's winning. So for me, I got to win two straight. Amato has to lose two straight. For yes. the record, I came in last, but with a winner's mindset. <laughs> And that's all that matters. Well, all right. Well, <laughs> we are back, all three of us, for the first time. I mean, it's been tough to get a <laughs> shitty grin on his face. You guys can't, can't see it. Right He's now. got the biggest. 
a good one. Grin. On his face, he can't stop smiling. I know. He's so proud of himself. Oh, I think that just cost you 20 bucks. What? What? what no happened? cursing. There's, there will be no cursing on the podcast. Can't get the gang back together without a little bit of cursing, a little bit of banter back and forth. But let's get into this week. Clearly, we're heated. So we got two weeks left to go. We're rooting for our games, and we're rooting against the other team. So let's start with our first bet of the week. Teddy's got the first game. Where are we headed? We're going to L.A. Rams at Chargers. Oh, Rams at Chargers. I just – that's two. Uh I just realized that that's both their home stadium. Very cool. Maddie, talk to me about that game. Just one point before I get into the stats. When both fan when bases don't show up, like is the stadium just empty? Yeah, it's a good point. Because it's like the worst stadium, right, for home? Yeah. Like it's like the- a permanent roadie. Yeah. But if it's packed, I mean, the owners are clearly the winners in that situation, right? You get both teams at home. Both teams paying your rent that week. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. So let's get into this one. So in this one, we have 99% of the cash on the Rams, but only 52% of the tickets. 99? This one, 99. This one opened up at Chargers minus eight, but it slid down to minus six and a half over the course of the week. Expect Herbert to do his damage via the air as the Chargers offensive line has a minus 43% disadvantage against the run, but a plus 13% advantage against the pass. Key injury news is Aaron Donald remains doubtful for this week and and is expected to miss the rest of the season. Also, Austin Eckler was limited in practice this week. I know the Rams blew out the rudderless Broncos last week. Let's ride. But can you really have faith in Baker Mayfield in a matchup against Justin Herbert? No, I'm taking the Chargers. Asked and answered. Moving on. Anybody (laughs) else? Lock in the Chargers. I mean, 99% of the cash scares me. Not typically a recipe for success. You don't find 99% of the cash winning. Weird. Yes, that's weird. But why would you, like, what is it about the Rams that you would expect them to hang with these Chargers? I mean, everybody, yeah. everybody's out. Chargers are rolling. Expect the line to move a lot more than a point and a half. Yeah. I think, I think what's happening is, you know, you got to look for the teams that have already clinched the playoffs. And maybe they're thinking the Chargers go a little soft in the second half. Not, you know, if Austin Eckler's not 100% during practice, maybe he doesn't play as much deep into the game. They're already in. So we're going to keep keep a lookout for that as you get into these last two weeks of the season, right? Like, look for the teams who are motivated and got to go out and get a win. In this case, we got the Chargers going minus six and a half at home against the Rams, who are technically away, but home. Kind of a home and home, away, away kind of thing. We're taking mm. the Chargers, minus six and a half. Love it. Who's next? Next game is my game. We've got the Jets heading to Seattle. To take on the twelfth man and a playoff bound Seahawks, Maddie. What do the stats say? Cash numbers won't mean much here, as the lines have been all over the place due to the news of Mike White's return, where which apparently moves markets only in New York. This one opened up at Seattle minus one and a half before jumping up to, to Seattle minus two and a half, 
before settling back down and dropping into plus one and a half this afternoon. Geno Smith has been in a decline since week eight, where he put up his last elite PFF grade. After averaging a 75 PFF grade over the first eight weeks, his average grade over the last seven has dropped a full 10 points down to 66. And when we think of the PFF grading scale, 10% drop or a 10 point drop is absolutely massive. Expect game plans to be lined around the passing game, as both teams have offensive line woes against the run, with the Jets' offensive line having a minus 39% disadvantage, and the Seahawks' offensive line having an even worse minus 50% disadvantage against the run. I wonder who he's taking. I mean, I, I have a pick on this game, but I can't help but notice that there wasn't like a really terrible Jets jab in those stats. You did you you slacking a little bit on the Jets history? No dig at the Jets? Uh no need to stab anybody while they just stab themselves. Oh. Hit them while they're down. Yes, I'm clearly taking the Jets in this game. Jets. Did you see what happened last week to me when I took the Dolphins in a must win game? I did, but that was with your heart. This is not a heart pick. This is it's not. This, this is not a heart pick. Oh, okay. This is oh, a revenge. Oh. This is a revenge game, and it's a, re- <laughs> it's a it's a revenge game in the sense that the Jets took a, a second round pick, second round pick on Geno Smith, in a little bit of hope, and we're gonna come in and we're gonna close the door just like we did when we sent him away. We're gonna close the door again on his career, and the Jets are gonna win this game, and it's gonna come down to week. 18 against the Dolphins, just like we said it would. Yep. Give me a Jets cover minus one and a half on the road. Lock it in. That brings us to our third game of the week. Maddie Stats, the current leader in the clubhouse. He's got a two-game lead. So we need everything to go right for me and wrong for him to have a shot. He has been thinking about this game for weeks. Weeks he's been looking ahead. I think he's ready to give us his pick. What's your pick for this game, Matty? Where are we going? We are going to Saints at Eagles, minus six. We have 91% of the cash on the Saints, but only 43% of the tickets. This line is one that kind of boggles my mind a little bit. With all the heavy action in on the Saints, it's barely moved this week where it opened up at minus six and a half, briefly moving to minus seven, even with the heavy action, and finally dropped to minus six today. So this tells me Vegas knows something that we don't, and that's why it's not responding to the money. The Saints offensive line is expected to be manhandled by the Eagles with a minus 38% advantage against the pass and an equally awful minus 40% disadvantage against the run. Andy Dalton has played well above his career averages, but I don't expect him to win the battle of the backups against Gardner Minshew, who barely lost to the team to beat in the NFC last week. You said the team to beat? The team to beat. Which Cowboys? Correct. Cowboys are the team to beat. (laughs) Oh, okay. This late. They they are a team to beat. They are. you 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 said the team to beat. Not well, you know, you, you, you know, I can't get too confident. I'm a Cowboys fan. They could be the team to beat. I'm not going to rule out that they're not the team to beat in the NFC. We better start putting some respect on Gardner Minshew's name. He might be the uh, starter for the Dolphins next year. He so. didn't lose that game by any means. He didn't. 
He did. I mean, he did fumble multiple times. He did. He put up almost forty on the Cowboys' defense. That's been, you know, regarded as best in the league most of the season. That's pass pass rush. Well, I I love Gardner. Love Gardner Minshew. All right, so lock in the Eagles. Wait, you're taking the Eagles, Matt? I am taking the Eagles this week. There we go. Little Gardner Minshew love. Yep, taking the Eagles at minus six. I didn't even, I didn't, yeah, I didn't even need to hear it. I heard the stats. Yep. I heard your voice inflection. You Eagles all day, minus six. Lock it that in. hurts as a Cowboys fan to take the Eagles. But yes, you know, so I'm going to follow this. The system play. System yeah. play. System play. All right, let's do a recap for week 17. Teddy's on the Chargers, minus six and a half at home. I'm taking the Jets, minus one and a half on the road. And Maddie is on the Eagles, minus six. Two weeks left to go in the regular season. Let's get right into our touchdown scores for week 17. We're going to fly through our top five touchdown scores for the week. We're going to parlay these together. We've hit two of these parlays this year. So we're still playing with house money, but we're getting a little bit thin on the house. We need a hit in these last two weeks. We've cooked up a five touchdown score parlay. Let's get started. Number one touchdown score for the week. Teddy, who do we got? We got Dalvin Cook against the Packers. Matty? All right. So Dalvin Cook's getting 72% of the rush attempts and the majority of, if not all, of the inside the five work. Love Dalvin Cook in one of the highest projected scoring games this week. There we go. Lock in Dalvin Cook. Heading to number two. I'm taking CMC, Christian McCaffrey, going up against the Raiders. Matty, what do the stats say? So we are getting into the full Christian McCaffrey workload in San Francisco. He's really been taken over. He's getting 60 to 70% of the rush attempts and between 10 and 20% of the targets every week with that workload. And the news coming out of Las Vegas this week, I really like to see CMC punch one in early. Yeah. Can we get into Carr real quick? What, what do you guys think about uh, uh, Derek Carr? Not the a good benching. quarterback. Seemed like a great leader last year. Really led that team through adversity. But if you look at his numbers and you look at his performance before last season, last season was a mirage. I like him. As a person. I would take Derek Carr. I mean, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. I mean, as a Jets and Dolphins fan, you look at Derek Carr, you're like, yeah, I'll take a five-year Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. sign me up. Give me a guarantee. I'll guarantee it. I I mean, you got got Zach Wilson and Mike White. I have a quarterback that can't stay healthy. Let me me get middle-of-the-road quarterback play, and maybe we put a team around him and, you know, make a little noise for once in our – Once in our lives. We're coddling like a high school player right now. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. I've never seen such coddling at the professional level. Get him out. Give me Derek Carr. And what what are the Dolphins going to do considering two is now in concussion protocol, third concussion of the year? He could retire. Stop. He could could come right out and just retire. He's going to – let me tell you something. If he retired, I don't want to hear about – Just let's just put a hypothetical out there. He retires with this this last concussion, or maybe he gets one more. I don't want to hear about his career stats, QBR being in the 96%. None of that. Let's get ahead of all of that. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Real quick, because that's exactly where I was going. That's exactly where I was going. If he – doesn't play another down, he will most likely be the highest rated quarterback 
all season. This is exactly why I jumped in there. I had to get that out because that's you're not going to be able to exactly use that. What he's I was going to say. Got plays three games at a time. He's been in the year for three years. He yeah. goes three game bunches. That's it. You know what and it tells me when you get three games. You know what it tells me when you can't this many concussions. You don't know how to get rid of the ball. You're holding yeah. onto the ball too long. Oh, he plays hero ball. Don't get me started. Do not get me started with Tua, okay? Because I got a lot built up here. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But the guy plays hero ball. He needs to get rid of that ball or throw it away. Get out. You can't take a hit. Yeah. Stay safe out there, Tua. <sighs> Wheel it back. Let's get back to our touchdown scores. We had Christian McCaffrey in the two spot. We're going to go Austin Eckler in number three against the Rams. What does that say? I'm not going to go too crazy in Austin Eckler. He gets a ton of volume. He, he gets a ton of receiving. And I just yeah. love Austin Eckler. Like, yeah, he's he put a great player. Two, maybe three last week. Yeah, I don't know. He helped me with my fantasy matchup. I loved him. I love Austin Eckler. He's been great. He's a regular in the pod. We have no reason to take him out. Lock him in at three. We're going to go Jamal Williams at number four against Detroit. He's got a high total, highest total of the week, and he gets the majority of the carries inside the five. So let's lock in Jamal Williams. Then we'll head over for the last one. We got James Conner. Maddie, what do the stats say on James Conner? All right. He punched one in last week. He gets 96% of the snaps, and then when he is on the field, he's also getting about 20% of the targets. Give me some James Conner at number five. So as of right now, it's Wednesday night. We've got Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Jamal Williams, and James Conner in our touchdown parlay for week 17. We'll post the official ticket on the page. Let's cash it. We are heading to our Thursday night football parlay. This is for the podcast listeners only. Thank you for all the support. If you're listening, let's cash this ticket. We've got a three-leg parlay for plus 818. Three legs. First leg. What do we got? We have the Titans in an alternate line of 17 and a half. How are we feeling about that? 17 and a half. I mean, I bought it up. It feels like wrong to buy up a points up that high to 17 and a half. Like, I feel like eight would have done it, but no. why is the line like that? It, it, the quarterback isn't good. Tannehill's out for the year, right? Who is it? Malik yeah. Yeah, Willis? They got the rookie. They got the rookie. And he's not good. Not good. going to be a lot of Cowboys. chaos in that back. Cowboys are very motivated. They got to get a win here. Keep the hopes up. They could win the division. All right, so locking the Titans at plus 17 and a half. If you don't cover 17 and a half in an NFL game, I mean, we'll put them on the ban list. But look, I like that for the first leg. Second leg, we're going Cowboys running back. Is he the number one running back? Is he the starting running back? What would you call this running back? Who's our, who's our number two leg here? Uh, we are going with Tony Pollard. And I would call him 1A, 1A, 1B, or 1B. He's 1A now. He's moved up to 1A. He um, definitely is 1A. Yeah. He's definitely 1A. Uh, free agent next year. It's going to be really interesting. We lose both Elliott and Pollard next year. So well, well, we technically want... don't lose Elliott, but yeah. we are for the first time able to cut him yeah, and his $15 million a year salary. And Jones, Jerry Jones would be the only guy that wouldn't put him 1A yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is the straw that stirs the drink, according to Jerry Jones. That's true. But we like Tony Pollard in this scenario. 1A. 1A running back in Dallas. 
We're going to go to third leg. We're going to go Derrick Henry. King Henry with the Titans. I mean, we're putting him in here in this game. I mean, if the Titans have any sort of hope to do anything in this game, even get a highlight, it's going to be with King Henry. So lock him in for the third leg. Titans plus 17 and a half. Tony Pollard, anytime touchdown. Derrick Henry, anytime touchdown. That's plus 818 in a three-leg parlay. Lock it in. All right, we're going to head over to the dad zone. Coming out of a holiday weekend. Welcome to the dad zone. A lot of chaos during the holidays. Lots going on. Tough being a dad. Balancing football and bets. Not fair. Not fair on Sundays. What's going the on? The Dolphins ruined my Christmas. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was, mi- I was miserable. We had I mean, a side was... track going on, whether or not we should check on you. It was really just saying how bad we felt that like they would put the Dolphins on Christmas. That's just cruel. Because... You... <laughs> I, I believed with my whole heart that we were going to win. I really did. And of course we didn't because that's the Dolphins and that's what we do. And, uh, you know, we, and the problem is we looked so good in the first half. We were hitting big plays. We were doing things. And let me just tell you real quick. I don't want to get into it a lot, but Moser, there's a minute left. We're at the 50 yard line and Moser fumbles. We're up 10. We're going in to score, go up either 13 or 17. We're going to score more. Packers come down, score a touchdown. They're only down three instead of potentially being down 13 or 17. Completely changed the game. Tua throws three picks in the second half. Game, set, match. Anyway, they ruined my Christmas. Uh, Luca made it made it better. It was very fun opening presents. You know, he's at an age where he gets it. And uh, I just got back from a, a little round trip to my mom's and my dad's house. So a night at each. Couldn't believe that Santa went to four different houses, but he but he did. He went to all of them and he was excited. That's, that's How'd you guys do? I did good. We had a good Christmas over here. I agree. You know, Car- Carter got to that age this year where he really enjoyed. He really he was very aware of what was going on. It was a lot of fun. Left out the cookies and the the, yep. the carrots for the reindeer. First thing he wanted to see is just the reindeer ate the carrots. So, good question here. Do you have a chew strategy for the carrot? Because I got a whole little like gimmick I'm doing. Wait, tell me, tell me. You have a chew strategy? Yeah. Well, you got to make the carrot look kind of chewed up, right? Yeah. Walk me through this strategy here. This is unscripted well, here. What's it? So I just kind of like first I start it like corn on a cob, and I give it like a little chew, and I rotate it really quickly, like chop, 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 chop. Then I do a little vertical chop. Don't go too deep, but deep enough. And, uh, you know, then you gotta like, then you gotta bite a couple chunks off and get some chunks on that thing. There's a whole like little thing. And like the girls really noticed last year. So my wife just hands me the carrot was like, you're on this. Get in there, get in there, (laughs) get get in there and get it done. This can't be real. You're, you're being serious. Oh, I'm dead serious. She's like, yeah, you gotta chew this carrot up. Like last year, the girls like really cared about the carrot. You just go to, you go in the corner, you just kind of nestle in the corner and just like start chopping on a carrot. Dude. I'm like the I'm like the corn kid, but with a carrot. <laughs> you know, what about next, good gifts on Christmas? Any, any, wait, what, what? Oh, <laughs> next shot to Noel's Invitational, we got to get that man a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see this in person. Yeah. I mean, it's aggressive. Yeah. 
Sounds like it. The gifts, the best gifts. Let's go gifts. Anybody getting net new toys or upgrade some toys you already had? So I got the kids a Switch for Hanukkah this year. And what's interesting, similar to how when you get a dog, they don't know how to just naturally walk on a leash. Kids can't just pick up a controller and just know how to play video games. I thought it was like an instinctual thing. You just hand them the controller. It's chaotic. It's kind of like the – I feel like the phone is kind of instinctual. Like kids are really quick to – pick up the phone and use it i thought i thought immediately it would be like here's the controller press some buttons and no we're six paw patrol missions in and like they're they're playing by themselves now the first five missions was like me there getting really mad they're so entranced by what's on the screen that they can't listen to about what's on going on on the like controller what type of game is the paw patrol game it is a two-player co-op game. Now, this was a very key purchase. Purse. Like, if I got a game where they were competing against each other, there would have been a lot of crying. Uh, there's been a controller throw already. Um, but so I went with a co-op game because they work as a team in order to solve missions in Adventure Bay. Now you can be all you can be all the characters, I assume. Uh, different missions, different characters. And then right. they have mini games where you could pick whatever character you want. All right, I'm sorry. You also have to earn the characters. It's only 20 bucks. Switch games are cheap. Yeah, I might have to do that. Uh, Luke is starting to pick up my controller and wanting to play. I actually don't even play that many video games anymore, to be honest. Really out on video games. and But, you know, maybe something to do with Luca instead of him watching those stupid shows. So I'll tell you this. I'll tell you something I did do. And I think in way back in the beginning of the season, I talked about how my Lego city was, was getting too full. Well, I got a new table. Oh, you, got double, a, you dubbed up? Yep, I doubled up. The problem is that they don't make Lego tables as big as I needed it. So what I did was I just took a regular table that I got for free, a big coffee table. And I am gluing the big green pieces down to them. Right. And then I'm going a three by three. So nine big green pieces. Previously it was only four. Now I have nine. So the city should be absolutely huge. We got an apartment building, a fire station and this other kind of apartment building thing so we got three more things to add on and build very excited about where the city's going this is how like you ever like wonder how somebody ends up with like a basement full of train set trains like this sounds like how that happens oh yeah no it's just i'm just gonna get a locomotive a little like you know a little little tree maybe a little bridge Next thing you know, you got a conductor's hat on, cruising around the basement. Flipping the light switch on, and the trains start going. Guys, I have over 300 wrestling action figures. You don't think I get obsessed about things and go out of control? This is exactly where that's going. Yeah, we got to clean those up. We got to do an episode over the offseason of our collectibles and see if any of them have any value. We should do a little. I put permanent red marker on the majority of them, so there is absolutely zero value. To yeah. them, well, it's probably you know, a guy who could restore them. Like, there's like a guy, there's a guy, got a chemical. Those up. You've seen Toy Story, put together, put an arm back on Woody and clean up his boot. Brand new. 
All right, it's getting weird. The boys are back. That's it for this week. We're gonna we're gonna close it up right now. We're tired. Please. Jesus, giving Christmas is over. Hanukkah is over. We got New Year's coming up. Give me a break here. Two weeks left to go. As always, thank you for following. Whether you follow or fade, we hope you make some cash. We'll see you next week. Later.